Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Honey Faith, and you are now tuned into Life After Dusk Live. This is CJ Sway, and you're tuned into Life After Dusk Live. This is Perry, and you're tuned into Life After Dusk Live. Hey, this is Kula Von Seal, also known as Queen Kong, and you're tuned into Life After Dusk Live. Come get some, baby. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Life After Dusk Live with your boy, Seti J. Yeah, I'm a solo show today, holding down my girl name. Um, has some things today, so she I'll be holding down without her. Shout out to Nate. Oh, uh, man. No, it's been a while, man. But, yeah, Wednesdays. We're back here on Wednesdays. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited to be back on the on the Wednesday night because y'all know what we like to call our Wednesday shows. Hope day after dusk. So, yes. I'm so glad to be back on Wednesday. Y'all don't understand. I understand. If we clown on Wednesday, and Wednesday... It's just an unpredictable thing, so you know I can't stress words can't stress enough how I feel right now. So definitely, definitely have a lot of store for you guys today, including got a guest falling through today. So, so yeah, it is what it is. And I, I hate too much stuff going on in the background. I'm trying to do the show, drop me nuts. So yeah, we got to take care of that. Um, anyways. Man, what has been going on? Because, you know, we always do something on the show where we, we share what's been going on. Um, this is the last on the show. Uh, one man, get ready to drop a, yet another issue of Human Cameras Magazine. Man, might drop her early. Supposed to drop next, or supposed to drop on Monday, but I'm feeling a little froggy. I might drop it tomorrow. I might drop it Friday. I might even drop it today, depending on how I'm just really feeling. So, we gonna see how I feel. <laughs> anyway, yeah, man. Shoot, this I mean that's been going on. Um that's a lot, man. It's a lot. This you know, this was continues to I watch every day, um, a different chapter every day of figuring out what's going on. Be in the COVID nineteen era of, of things, you know, coronavirus has definitely changed the way people can interact, changed the way you film shows. It's changed everything, so it has caused a huge whirlwind on a lot of things, man. Just, it's just interesting to always continue to see things just continue to change, including, you know, we finally got sports back. You know, we've had a lot of them for a while. But sometimes it gets, becomes really murky, like, right, as far as, like, even trying to pull off doing all these sports because you have it to where you have cancellations going on, you haven't to postpone it. It is so much postponing things because, you know, of course, just to do some contact tracing, someone ends up getting um, sick. They're going to do something about it and shut things down and wait until they bring it back. So that's just some of the stuff we got to deal with in the COVID-19 era. But, yeah, I just can't stress enough, man. It's a blessing 
to be able to be here on another show and be here on a Wednesday. Y'all know I miss doing my Wednesdays, so I'm glad. It's a very short show today. It ain't an hour. To, you're only getting a half an hour from me today. It's all you're getting. I know people who are out there. It's like, come on, man. Really, that's all we're getting? Aww. That's all you're getting today, man. Can't help it. You know, I, I, can't, I wanted to give you just a little bit, you know, because especially today is um, International Podcast Day. So I thought it was only right, especially Wednesdays being what my favorite day to do the show. Why not do the show today? And I, cause I really didn't want to do it at first. Y'all know how I feel. I love doing the show with my my co-host with the most is my girl, Nate Seduction. So it feels weird when I do the show without her, but hell, we're going to hold it down. Gonna hold it. But I do have a guest I have following through. So I'm actually going to harass that guest right now and bring them in. So hold on. We're going to go ahead and get that guest in. And so y'all going to hear some live dialing of things. <laughs> yes, doing all this stuff. Y'all can just see all, hear all the behind the scenes stuff that goes on here on the show. So yes, let's bring let's bring our guest on. He better answer. A guest better answer his phone. That part. <laughs> let's see the mystery. Of- bum bum bum. Sorry, but the person you called like, has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. I hate, I hate this. He, he didn't answer his phone. He probably, oh, because he also thought it was probably a New York number. Said, no, it's, it's not a bill. Co- I'm not a bill collector. Answer your goddamn phone. All right. Let me see who we got in the chat right now. Why I'm at it. Oh, to me by Mace. Shout out to. Shout out to Lux. Shout out to Green. Look good. I'm about to yell at him. He better answer. Sorry, but the person you called has a voicemail box that is. I'm waiting on him to figure out the answer to this phone. We're going to go ahead and go to my we're gonna go to a short segment, short version of the illustrious segment here on the show that we call. Crickets of the week. Let me hit them crickets, please. Thank you. Okay. So, here on Crickets of the Week, for those who are new to the show, we're doing Crickets of the Week. We bring up people or groups of people that have been either just plain stupid or just the worst people. And you have to know who comes on this segment often. I give him an award to say I'm gonna lead lead with someone who is supposed to be our president. It was supposed to be our president and he put a lot and he's actually trying to run for another four years. That is um president number forty five, um Donald Trump. And the display I mean yesterday, I mean the guy I mean he just he always tries to talk about cognitive ability. Yet yesterday, I saw lack thereof of him more so than it was him trying to accuse his opponent. 
of be of having um lack of cognitive ability or no trying to let me put it this way connecting cognitive ability with IQ it's two different things two different things and that and yesterday we were able to see that on display that it just was really it was a really bad look the funniest thing that I because I was I still remember where I was all this was going on. So while the debate was on, I was at the club last night working, right? And during the debate, this man called Donald Trump a clown. He called him a clown, y'all. He called this man a clown. (laughs) Oh, somebody called him a clown. Oh, my God. Not once, not twice, but three times. Around three times is what he called he called us in the clown. And the thing is, I know. Shout out to one of my favorite first ladies, uh, Michelle Obama, who actually was known who was very famous for the phrase that says, When they go low, we go high. And then there's another person by the name of Charlemagne the Guide. He says, When they go low, we take it to the flow. Well, let me tell you something. Joe Biden was not here for when they go low, we go high. He was all about taking it to the floor yesterday. Because, yes, I agree. Like, that's true. Like, can we just be focused on the topics and, and really just get to get to nitty-gritty of things? But if the sad part about it was, you know, you can't you can't just play you sit there and keep your mouth shut and sit in your rocking chair all day and not do anything without all this do out this dude like going on the offensive on you. So you have to so really you have to go about it. And it was just it, it was also on a day where he, he had been, he's been playing he was playing defense already about his tax returns, all of it. So it was just a really interesting day um, yesterday leading to the debate. And the debate itself, I mean, I caught the very tail end. If that was a, a snapshot of what was going on in the debate, you got to be kidding me. So, of course, I, you know, of course, I went back and watched a lot of stuff afterwards. But this dude was just, trip, just tripping, man. He really was, he was trying to, the thing is, it's, it's, it's crazy because he, he doesn't have an audience. So him not having an audience, you know, just really plays to plays to um doesn't play well for him. So that's really where we end up going now. So we're gonna go because I think that's Dub J realizes me now. So we're gonna go ahead and bring him in. Sorry, but the person you called has that a voice mailbox. <laughs> Definitely get my cricket of the week. So yes. Please get uh, sound those triggers again for me, please. So yes, but yeah, I mean, it, I just, I just really, I get, I get, I get so as it's, it's a lot of times, like a lot of people get real agitated when it comes to him because he just really just does too much. But you can't, you just gotta, you, you know, he's gonna be acting dumb to say something stupid, so you just gotta. Take it with a grain of salt. That's that simple. So, yeah, that's my cricket of the week. Y'all know he gets it often on this show. It is what it is. Um, now we're going to go ahead and bring in my like, special guest. Live through the 
Life of the Dust live feed. What's up, Dub? What's Jay, up, what's good? Well, welcome, welcome to Life of the Dust live, man. International Podcast Day. I'm doing the show solo today. My girl, Nay, is out, so I'm holding down by myself, bro. How you doing? Say, where you at, baby? What's up? What's up, Dub J? Oh man, in the streets. Oh my goodness, man! Trying to get this last minute shit together, fool. That's what's up, bro. You know, I mean, it's definitely a blessing, bro, to um to have you on the show, and um yeah, just kind of just like just really. Just that's how definitely had to have you today, especially today being International Podcast Day, and this weekend being um your birthday celebration. So I was figuring, you know, fuck it, let's let's just bring my boy Dub J in, you know, for a little bit and clown around, getting his brain and just figure out why he won the most award winning um DJs in the city. So first off, man, like I definitely I, I want to go backwards in time before we get to the present day, like. What led you to get into DJing? Man, basically, I was fucking with Trill. I was fucking with a nigga named Mookie from Trill Entertainment. And we was, uh, at the time, we was doing like a little run with Fox, Fox Mill. So uh, the DJ, he got, I don't know if he got lost or went to, what the fuck happened to him? So we didn't have no DJ. So at the time, okay. I was really trying to rap, nigga, like, I wasn't even thinking about DJing, but I had my laptop and I always had, like, a lot of music and shit. So the nigga Mookie was like, nigga, get on that whole download rest of the DJ. I said, what the fuck is that? So I downloaded that whole, did the show. Nigga got, got paid. I was like, damn, you get paid for this shit? You know, I just kept <laughs> on doing that shit. And when I got back to Fort Worth, I, I linked up with K-9, and K-9 kind of fine-tuned my shit, like, Told me how to really just do this shit. That's what's up, bro. Took off. Just took off. So, so like, so, so basically taking that, like, you know, what? Because of course, you know, a lot of people they say, "Oh, I want to be." People want to be things every day. People are like, "Oh, I want to be a model." "Oh, I want to be this." Hell, shit. Even people that say they want to be dancers, people. Some people just do stuff, and then they don't have the wherewithal to do stuff for so long. Don't you know, long enough if they really trying to say they want to be the best or something. What made you stay in it? Because of course, again, like they did, they need you in the crunch, so that's what led you to to do it. But what made you stay in it? Shit, money, and I ain't gonna lie. Like the first <laughs> night I DJed on my own, home. That's what's up. I ain't gonna lie, nigga. I got some face to play a Nicki Minaj song. My first night at the out there, I was like, yeah, I love this shit. <laughs> I love this shit. <laughs> say, say, it's funny it is hump day. It is hump day in the show, so, you know, it's funny you bring it up because on hump day, I told you, you never know on hump day what's going to come out of somebody's mouth on the show. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> but, all right, so, so man, like, when was the first time you got an award for DJing? I know you got several, but when was the first time you got what was your first award? Oh uh, man, R.I.P. Funky Town Eminem. 
that was the first nigga that gave me a award for this shit. And uh, shit, I always appreciated that shit. That was my nigga. And uh, shit, he, he was like the first nigga that just gave me an award. Because I was doing my thing, but a lot of people, when you like the younger DJ in town, maybe they'll hate on you and shit. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, that's something that happens in every industry. Because, like, you, if you're the young photographer, you know, you 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 just start, you start now. And especially if you're a person that, qu- that pick up shit quick, people will be on your ass and you got a target in your back all the time. Yeah, that's true. That's like that in pretty much everything you do. Exactly. Not like so. Like that in everything. So how how do because of course you got DJ different things different ways how do you how do you go from DJ in the club to DJ in the strip club DJ in the wedding like how do you how do you get your mind set to DJ these at these different venues and shit? Well, I feel like nigga like as black people, you've been to all this shit like you've been to a club you've been to a wedding so in your mind you kind of know how that shit supposed to go. But you, me, I try to put my own spin on all this shit, so I don't be like nobody else. Like, I try right. to incorporate how I feel like it's supposed to go, and throw my flavor on that shit. Okay, I'm about to, I'm about to, cause, cause I, I've been pretty nice in these questions. I'm about to be really messy, and fuck, and pe- because people watch, cause I'm also simulcasting on my Instagram live, so there's gonna be people who see this and gonna be like, oh shit. So we gonna open up a can of worms, cause maybe. Maybe if it's recorded, people will get to the head. As far as like DJ, I'm not gonna name spots, but I'm gonna just name instances. As far as DJing in a strip club, what are the three toughest things you gotta deal with DJing in the strip club? Man, it's just a lot. DJing in the strip club, for one, it's a lot of. You're not just DJing; you're doing a lot of different shit. So you gotta understand, like. Your mind gotta be. You gotta, before you go to work, you gotta literally clear your mind. And you gotta deal with the girls. You gotta call the girls. You gotta play the music. Remember the music. And if you're a nigga that has a prior history of any type of drug abuse or drinking, it's gonna be difficult at times. Mm-hmm. So that's the toughest part is just doing all that shit and remembering the music to me. But shit, it's just like the man. The hardest part besides that is dealing with pre- different personalities and shit. Like uh, you know, some some of these girls are just bitches, like plain and simple. How, how do so? And how do too, you? And too, it's even deeper than that. You gotta you gotta think about the crowd. You gotta please the crowd. You gotta please the girls, and you gotta kind of please your bosses. So you got you got a, a tipping point between all three of that shit. So it's kind of, you gotta kind of, you know, you gotta you gotta be the popular vote, right? So how how do you before I get, we get to three, like how do you? Because I ask this question every time somebody brings it up. How do you necessarily deal with deal with the different personalities? Like you say, yeah, the different personalities, man. It make you go home. It make you like you said. You 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 gotta clear your head before you go before you come in. You gotta clear your head after you leave. To just purge all the thoughts you had to have for having so many, thinking so many personalities. How do you find a way to deal with those different personalities? And 
that shit. You just really you just gotta grit your teeth and deal with that shit. Cause if you don't, it's just like you're not gonna last. If your mind ain't right, you're not gonna last with that shit. And believe me, the shit has happened to me where I worked in some places and I haven't lasted. So my mind wasn't ready for that shit. So I just had to move around. Exactly. But if, if right, you get so. on the same page, you get on the same page with your management and everything, and you can make it work, though, you ain't going to be perfect. We all know that. It's not going to be perfect. But if you get on the same page and y'all kind of got each other back, then you'll be able to manage that shit. But if you just if you just out there and that shit ain't working and you just got them right. doing like that shit is not gonna you gonna, you're not gonna last. So how how do you? All right, so I, I, I wanna all right, so I'm, before before I go, I'm gonna go to a list in a second. But what would you say? What's your what's your third one? Because I know you gave me one and two. So what's the third toughest thing you gotta do deal in the strip club? Man, shit, you got to think, okay, the strip club is not like the regular club. You're going to be, if you house DJ, you're going to be there at least three, four times, maybe five times a week. Right. That's just like the, that's the last tough part. You miss out on a lot of shit in life, like the life shit, you know, like events and shit like that. Right. A lot of niggas, a lot of niggas can't handle that for a long period of time. That's why I salute my little brother Jay Red, because... At Flash, he was a nigga for at least five years, for five, four or five times a week, continuously. Right. Yeah, like, I mean, I tell you, because even, like, dealing with me dealing with working, you know, working stuff and, like, you know, like, pretty much people are like, man, when do you take off? Like, the thing is, especially depending on how stuff, work, how stuff is, you got to be there. You got to be there every day, really, sometimes. It's just it's just really how this it work and especially the way some the some things are just set up. That's how I gotta be. So yeah, and I mean, yeah. you really wanted to be like that because I feel like if it wasn't like that at Penos and we had like niggas come in like two times, this shit would be fucked up. Yeah, but we all like Penos is like a family, so we make that shit work because like we damn near around each other every fucking day. Every day, every day, and, and like just I like with like any family, you have your right. I feel like this will make us better than most other places because, like, we shit, we pretty much been there. Goddamn me, I was there a couple months ahead of me, but other than that, we pretty much been there since that bitch opened. Yeah, and I mean, and I I tell you this every day, like I mean, and that, that's why, like, for instance, like with the pandemic. When the pandemic um, struck and it like caused us to close, that's why it really waned in you because here's something you've gotten used to being a part of your life every day and you're not do and so you taking you taking away doing other things and you got so used to doing that is messed up your routine. Now you're like, Oh my god, my routine's fucked up. What the fuck do I do now? That shit, yeah, becomes the regular part of your life. All right, so, all right, so I'm, I'm gonna go to this because I'm um, gonna go to this point here because I definitely want to hear like different ones. Like, if you had to pick, not strip clubs, just any anywhere you DJ all together. If you had to pick the top five moments of your D, of your DJ career, 
What would you say the top five mamas were? Ooh, that's a tough one. I know. I know. What is it with me? What is it with me and you and these top five lists we like to do? <laughs> Man, look, buddy, you come with some. You come with some heat, my nigga. Well, hey, that's what I did. You, know, you, know, you know, I did go stuff like journalism. You know, yeah, I'm putting this degree to work every now and then. I'm gonna keep it a thousand with you, fool. Like the music factory, that's that's gonna be like my number one shit because like that shit was just yeah. like. I, I don't think anybody in the BLW been a part of a club that consistently had a thousand people, literally, literally a thousand people every week in the club. Every week, man. And everybody, all the DJs that was with me, it was a pleasure working with them. As you, as everybody knows, uh, situation is Yellow Beans DJ now. DJ Trap is a uh, Trap Boy Freddy's DJ. Uh, fucking DJ Dre was a part of that shit. Ninety Seven Nine, J Cruz, we got to work with them. We got to work with a lot of the top rappers, Rich Homie Kwan, Yo Gotti, Moneybag, Yo, shit, uh, Black Young, the list go on and on. Yeah, because I mean, and I remember like, because I did photography there too, that was, I think, oh yeah, bruh, that's a good one, that's a, that's, that's a hard call, okay, we gonna come back to that one, I'm gonna think on that one. Alright, number two. Yeah, that's what that's a tough one, bro. Like, but I, I got to say, my top number one is, is easy for me. That's the music factory because I just put music factory. I was already, like, a hot street DJ, but that shit put me, like, oh, he can do some crossover type shit, too. That's not just, like, no hood okay, shit. yeah. Exactly. Because I came up doing the hood shit. You know, after hours, Neos, uh, of course, I DJed all walk like Jordan parties and shit. You're right. So, yeah, well, all right, so what's, what's number two? Huh? Well, what, what would you say number two is? Uh, number two, I have to say, I have to say Limelight for number two because that was like my, that was like my first time doing something real. Like, uh, Woody and Charles gave us a shot to do our own shit at the stockyard. But, you know, the stuff wasn't that big. So, you know, it was easy to pack that shit out. A lot of, like, that was our shot at uh, starting our own brand and shit. And yeah. And we making a whole lot of money. Exactly. That. Yeah, Limelight was, Limelight was lit, bro. I, I mean... You had to pay pay that five that five dollar parking wasn't too bad. So I paid my little five dollars. Go turn up in here. Oh, yeah, that's got yeah, to too. Okay, number three. That was the first time. That was limelight. The first time in my life, I made ten thousand dollars in one day. Sure. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, God, it was. Hey, uh, it's a true story. You know, we booked K-Camp at Limelight and all that shit. We did a lot of different people at Limelight. But the most money we ever made was our little Runny, Night Fresh, and Smoke Bean. Yep. So, all right, we made so, right, $17,000. Right, number... well, what, what's, what's your number three? Number three? 
I have to stay working with Walk Like Jordan. Yeah, yeah, y'all well, really y'all, I mean, y'all, y'all start DJing like the craziest spots too. I, I, it was some spot yeah. know, like division <laughs> or something. What was that spot in division? I forget what it was. It was a spot off division, and like uh, it was like a, it was like a, it was like in the, it was like in the shopping center. It was it was big it was big. I, I remember the spot was big as fuck, and it was, yeah. I wish I could remember what it was. Well, yeah, I have to say, Walk Like Joy and then Pierre. And the last one is going to have to be Pierre. Because Pierre gave me one yeah. short. Like, hey, shout out to fucking Pierre, bro. Pierre got my respect in so many fucking ways. Yeah, I'm, listen. Really, really, Pierre could be number one or number two. But I just say because. We had, you know, it was a lot of walk like Jordan. He exposed me to a lot of shit. But Pierre, he he the first nigga who really believed in me because uh, he had Neos at the time. I was DJing at the after hours, like that was my first real. But you know that niggas don't know who the fuck the DJ is at the after hours. Everybody's fucked up and shit. So Pierre come, and he was like, "Nigga, I need this sound in Neos, nigga. What's up?" I was like, "Neos." He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, fucking shit, let's see, let's try it out. And that shit, at this time, I had only been DJing like two or three months. Right. That's what's up. We just grew together. Alright, so. Now, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say why I say shout out to Pierre. So, I'm going to tell you why I say shout out to Pierre. If two people instrumental in a lot of shit, I would say, as far as for the... I'm not even going to... reason why I don't care my boy P-Buck is P-Buck is what helped me as far as period, as far as back with Denton, Dallas, Austin, I can go out of the list. So I ain't even going to count him in that. But between Reggie and Pierre, like, the reason why I rock with them so hard they didn't just support me when it came to just in the club shit. They supported me outside. Reggie had me involved with um with Tevin. Um, shout out to um shout out to Tevin man. Long live Tevin man. Um, his brother Tevin. Yeah, he had me do his. He had me do his uh, daughter's uh, birthday. She her birthday party. I mean, he had me do that. He wanted. He was trying to get me involved with a lot of other stuff, but I, because because of time and stuff, I just couldn't do it. And then Pierre the same way. Pierre had me come do him daddy, daddy daughter dance. Every time he had an idea, say, okay, I want, I need somebody to do this club. I need somebody to do this event. I'm about to hit set up first. And he always said, and the thing that people always say, this is why people wonder how I carry myself a certain way. They always say that, man, it's something about the way you handle business. Like when you go, like your demeanor. All that. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm crazy. I get crazy and all that shit. Dub J, which I'm gonna say something about you in a second. But it's a good. It's a good thing I want to say about you. But yeah, those people were definitely detrimental on that, or were all instrumental on that. But I want to tell you about you, bro. As far as like why, like with Dub J, why me and Dub J really connected even hard, because me and Dub J, when I first really heard about Dub J was at Red Goose. <laughs> this was really when I first like was really coming back to Fort Worth, and I was like, oh, 
forward. I'm like, man, I've been so used to being in Denton and going, and because of being in Denton, I'm like going to Louisville and Dallas. Really, I wasn't really partying for where I would go to Arlington here and there, but pretty much it was Louisville, Addison, Dallas, Denton. That was pretty much what I was doing. I was in Denton. Dub J, Dub J was pretty much like the first DJ I really heard, and I you would play stuff like he. Like, what you would do is, because you knew I was going to get the club live, you would play some music, you study, and you would play some music that's going to get me lit, because if I got lit, you knew it was going to get everybody else lit. And that was, like, our first time interaction of really dealing with each other, because you was, like, clowning, the, you had the music, and then it was, like, a 40 This dude was telling a story about how I was talking about it. Every time Sid came in there, it turned like it was about like what 11 30, 12 o'clock. I just started buying bottles out of nowhere. And I went, this, this is when I first like came back and I didn't really even have, have any money like that yet. I was just like just trying to have a good time. So I just like, you know what? Fuck it. This is my walk. This is my, my introduction. This is my little boost up to be a get some respect up and forward. But yeah, Doug be telling you this story all the time. Tomorrow. Say it with his buying bottles left and right. <laughs> but, I said, shit, I nah, got to put my fellow fat nigga, man. Said, hey, but you, but you know that every time, everywhere we went, bro, Macumba, everywhere, bro. He would play, Doug would play some music to get me live because he knew it was going to get everybody. He didn't, like, cause it, I didn't care if it was packed, it was not packed. I like I just didn't I mean I just didn't care. I I, I would just I, I, I was I was literally just turning you were just bruh, you figured it out. And the thing is, you know, I want you know, I wanna take this time to give people's flowers while they're here. I wanna give you your flowers, bruh, because you work I don't think people realize how hard you fucking work. Especially I see it because I'm around you so much um working through the week now, I see it all the time, and I don't think people realize all the shit you gotta go through, especially when it gets packed and all that, and you just you guys still do all this stuff, and no one is like, I think people take it for granted. And yeah, man, they really I do. Really want to say, they keep really doing. Do. I I I see what you're doing all the time, bro, and I you know I it's, it's a pleasure to continue seeing it. I just and I just say I hope that. I give you like what well, I'm just telling you now is encouragement. Whenever them days you're like, man, bro, the fuck somebody, you know, just you know, just know that it's people that really that appreciate what you're doing and realize the hard work you're putting in. And there's a reason why, you know, you are. And I'm gonna say this right now because I'm glad I got you on here. I'm gonna say this on tape, on wax, whatever. I know a lot of people out there be trying to cause division between me and Dub J trying to start this. Oh, I like him better. I like, it's okay to like different D. It's okay to like different DJ styles. But I'm gonna let you know something right now. Never ever try to make it seem like that my boy ain't the fucking shit. Because honestly, he's another one of the DJs that has inspired me to like really go harder what I when I DJ or how I do. Because hell, watching. Like just studying how you do it, kind of learn. It helped me just figure out how to do flow, all that. If I wasn't for that, I wouldn't even be in the position I am in now to be able to, you know, them really not instead of just letting me just hey, can you go run the music real quick? 
and then really like had me DJ there for real, for real. I wouldn't even had that opportunity. So I think you know, again, I'm giving my flowers to you. And I appreciate you, my guy, because a lot of people they see this shit and they just think they can just go do this shit like, like it's right. real easy. Like I'm pressing buttons and shit. It's not that easy. And right. you, you won't know that until you won't know that until some shit is placed on your back. Five hundred to a thousand people every week. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of pressure. It's, it's like, I mean, I look at it like playing football or basketball, bro. It's like. You gotta go out there and do your thing. Try to make try to make everybody happy. Try to secure that bag. Exactly. And that's really I mean, that's I mean that's I mean that really is is it. So I want to say, all right. So before I let you go, uh, if you had to give a if you had to say, give a short, just a short, just um, a brief advice, if a person that's trying to start out to DJing, what would you say they need to do starting out? Man, I say get under somebody that know what they doing. Like shout out to K Nine, shout out to Dre, we're out here, Tuss, all the niggas that goddamn me helped me out at first. You know, I I I was freestyling at first, but when I got on them, I was able to build my technical shit up, and they was like, "Nigga, you need to go do this, this, and that, and perfect this right. party and shit, cause you got this." You got you got a following. You got people that a lot of people that fuck with you, and I feel like that's what made it easy on me too. I had a lot. Of, I had a following because I was already just in the streets fucking around, rapping and shit like that, and just fucking you know, just nigga. I was just a nigga that known to fuck around. Right. I had a following, but once I learned how to like really rock that hoe, it was easy for me to make a lot of money because everybody was already fucking with me and they knew I was legit. I say get your, get your shit get to get you the best equipment you can buy. Don't don't get the cheap shit. Get the best shit you can buy. Get you some Pioneer, some Rain shit, and go to work. Perfect your craft. Don't be like nobody else. Like do you try to find something that somebody else do good, but put your own spin on that shit. Exactly. Well, she does. Niggas I- don't come. I, I I appreciate you coming through, bro. I appreciate you following through, man. Definitely, um, coming coming through, and it just definitely can't wait for this weekend. Y'all know this Saturday, Dub J official b- birthday going down at pinups. Y'all come follow through. It's gonna be. It's going to fuck up. Hey, we get real me, nasty. We get real nasty. Hey, you, you you call me Seti Scorsese this weekend because we. Cause I'm I'm directing a lot of great we directing a lot of great movies this weekend, my friend. So, hey, y'all we call me Teddy Scorsese. That's, that's Dubzell Washington over there, lead actor. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying, if I suck a couple titties in the process, don't be mad at me. Hey, hey, you heard y'all hear it here first. <laughs> Again, oh man, let everybody know how they can follow you, man. How can they? How can they? Oh, oh we as we call here in the show. How they can stalk you? We we say stalk you because when people follow you, they don't act. They're not active. Stalkers are active and really follow what the fuck you doing. Look, follow me on Insta at DJ Dub J T G S. All one word. Uh, Facebook and just type in DJ Dub J with no spaces. It's gonna pull up all my shit. 
fuck with me. If you need to book me, we do we do hood events, hood days, weddings, strip clubs, club, whatever you want us to turn up, nigga, we'll come turn up. And if I can't bar put one of the good guys on my team, you do it. Now, we, I haven't did a bar mitzvah yet. Oh, now, man, I, I, I ran down for a bar mitzvah, but I haven't yet DJed a bar mitzvah yet. That would be so fun, man. That would be fun. Uh, yeah, uh, like, really hood out of bar mitzvah, that shit would be so fucking lit. <laughs> but look, it's crazy. It's crazy because I ain't told nobody this, but I'm working on a vlog that I'm going to do called Life of a DJ. And, like, it's going to oh, just, like, shit. show niggas, like, what it takes to get ready on the way to it at the shows and shit like that. And I wish I would have did it when I was fucking went around with the concerts and shit. But like, we see, doing them concerts, boy, you see a lot of controversial reality TV yeah. show moments. Just generally, like, I see basically. promoters didn't have, Hey, I see promoters didn't have the money for the rap niggas and rap niggas tripping out the promoters. Rap niggas fighting police backstage, all kind of shit. But oh, a lot of shit. your favorite rappers hooked on cocaine too. But I ain't. That's another story for another day. <laughs> that's another story for another day. Oh lord! <laughs> we well, just seen it all. <laughs> hey, we just seen it all in DJ booth, fam. We just well, seen all one of the one of the top rappers is a cokehead. I'm gonna put that out there. Steve. I ain't gonna say who it is. Cause I still get that check from Atlantic Records. <laughs> but none less, bro. We appreciate you for following through. Um, see y'all. We get ready in the show, and I feel stupid because um, I get. Let me go ahead and give myself a fucking cricket, right? So I had forgot that I was on mute to get a part of the show. So I'm so only on the video side on Instagram they have the live. They have the uh, cricket of the week. As far as on the live radio side, you know, it's going to be a shorter um, version, so <laughs> it's going to just be the interview. So, yeah, and nonetheless, man, y'all, I appreciate you, y'all. Y'all know how we end every show. Y'all make sure y'all, y'all check us out. We are pretty much on every every major podcast and network you can listen to. That's on iTunes, that's on Stitcher, on Spotify. Tune in, iHeartRadio. The list goes on. I mean, we, we if, if if you name it and it's big, we pretty much own it. So yeah, nothing less y'all. Famous we roll, city right? day, man. Hey, you know we we World ain't got three point nine. Put some respect on that nigga name, cuz. We ain't got three point nine million listeners. The fucking numbers. Is, when y'all go to the page and say the numbers right there in your face, I don't know if y'all y'all don't have to count um, digits, but it, it say three point nine million. So I'm just making sure that people just you know, keep that. A lot that. of these niggas can't count, man. A lot of these niggas, G's, they class. <laughs> like the motherfuckers. All right, so we rolling out. We rolling out how we end every show. Remind you everything you do, no matter what you do, no matter how you do it. Remember, there's a J. Oh, there's a U. There is a way. Y'all tune in an episode of Life That Does Live. Your boy, Sunny J. Shout out to my special guest, Dub J. And y'all know we give y'all a... Public service announcement every hump day, and that's if you're gonna hump somebody, please do it responsibly. All right, we out, y'all. Peace. <laughs> All right, Sid, I'll see you tomorrow. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.